0: Good day beautiful people. I am back. SC Love is back live and in full effect on a new segment on For the Love of Mustard podcast. Oh my gosh, it has been so very very long. And I know the last time that I was on here, I um as far, I got I had a, a sabbatical, you know, air, air quotes because I did not um you know, I didn't I didn't expect for there to be a sabbatical, but I did have one. And so here again, this was a much, much, much longer one. And I'm so, so, ba- but I'm so glad to be back. And I'm just so thankful. Um, You know, sometimes when the ebbs and flows in life happen, you just learn to ebb and flow it as well. Um, And try not to get stuck in it. You just kind of try to move forward. And... um So I'm back. So I'm glad to be back. I definitely have something to share with you today that blessed me and inspired me so very, very much. And as you would know, if you've listened to my other podcasts, there's always a story that comes with why I even share. But at the same time, you know, I'm always sharing because as real people, we have real life. And a lot of times I I find sometimes that sometimes people don't speak out of the, the realness of life. And they're speaking out of this hypothetical and this mystical way of life. And it's like, that's not yeah, that that's just not it for me. <laughs> so I'm on here to share with you something that blessed me. And um, hopefully you'll find you'll find, you know, some inspiration to it. You know, I'm not a motivational speaker and I don't ever, ever want to be thought of as, as that because motivational speaking goes so far um, and nothing against motivational speakers. I just feel like, you know, um, I don't want to. I don't want to be considered that on this and and I'm inspiring you, but hopefully encouraging you. Maybe that's the better word to use. I want to encourage you and ignite something on the inside of you so you can take this and like use it and, and, and use it to, for great things, right? So um, first, let me say to you that you, might gonna, you may hear some background noise because I'm in the park. I love being in parks. You know, just it's quiet. Sometimes, you know, just the hustle and bustle in life can just, the noise can just get a little bit debilitating. So the quiet, um, a quiet spot in the park is nice. So you'll hear, you know, things outside. That's where I am. So, 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 so let me tell you what, um, what I'm going to share with you today. What I'm going to share with you today is fighting forward, to fight forward. And um, that came from um, my my viewing, no judging, <laughs> no laughing. Um, it came from me looking at the movie Creed for the very first time about a week ago, maybe a week and a half ago, I saw Creed for the first time. And I grew up on Rocky, all the Rockies. I watched it over and over and over again as a child. You know, Apollo Creed and all that good stuff. Been there, done that. So I do know, you know, the obviously the gist of Creed. But I just, I've never, I didn't go to the movies to see it like I wanted to. And, you know just didn't feel like paying for something that I could see for free when it comes on um I didn't know it was gonna be much you know much much later years later but I did so I'm looking forward to seeing Creed 2 um when that comes out on (laughs) tv I'm not cheap but I definitely am not spending like ten dollars to go see a movie nowadays it's got to be really good so I was watching Creed um it, I was washing dishes right and I'm at the sink and I'm like oh, come on come on come on I was like oh, ah, 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 doing all of that because that's what I mean I grew up in a household where we watched fights and WWF and WCW and, and boxing and we were always in it like in our living room so here I am I'm there me and my hubby and I'm at the sink and I'm just going at it like get up boy come on come on get off oh. and I'm like oh so then at the more I said tell, tell him you know, Creed, to get up. I mean, the actor, <laughs> such a handsome man. The more I kept telling him to get up, like something kept like hitting me on the inside, like you get up, you know. And then, uh, then it started to become real. So I'm fighting with Creed, but at the really, what I'm doing is I'm fighting, I'm fighting on the inside with with me. And so then I started to get a little emotional. Like, get up, you will fight this one with the one like busted or busted eye, you know, that Creed had, like it wasn't busted, but you know, it was really, really swollen. And I started to make it relevant to Essie. So anyhow, in that, I believe God birthed something in me and it was fight forward, you know, fight, meaning fight, the good fight of faith and forward, um, reaching for what, you know, reaching, um, forward and, and what lies ahead in that scripture in Philippians three. And I'll go through that in a minute. So um, for those of you that have seen Creed, I'm not going to restate it, you know, only the parts that make sense in this, in this message. Um, but for those of you that haven't, and I will not judge you because I just saw it, you know, Creed um, just a little background. So Creed, you know, was young he was in juvenile um, detention centers and he was always, always fighting. You know, Creed was the product of an affair. His father cheated on his, on his wife with another woman the woman died and and apollo creed died and then you had the product a son who had no one right um and thought that he was a mistake he shouldn't have been here um didn't know that his father was married and grows up fighting grows up with a chip on his shoulder grows up just always angry or whatever and so in that you know he was he becomes this boxer he always wanted to box because always he's always fought like you know almost like um you know <laughs> i'm not making light of it but <laughs> almost like oprah in uh the color purple i had to fight all my life so in that in the very you know as he's fighting and he starts fighting rocky you know fighting with words because you know he feels like i had no family yes his his you know his father's wife took him in and and treated him good and and he got a job but he always wanted to box even though he had that one family member let's just say he considered Rocky you know his uncle as he would call him in the movie they had a moment where they kind of went back and forth and then they kind of had they were at odds but Rocky ended up still being his trainer fighting cancer and then you know Creed taking care of him and so forth and they still had that bond so in the very end you know and this is what blessed me it was you know Creed made a comment that he thought he was a mistake. And so I think that it made sense. Like, why was he fighting all the time with this chip on his shoulder? Nobody he's come into contact with really has done anything to him. He was fighting something that was that has nothing to do with those people. It was something that he felt on the inside about himself, that he was a mistake. So the fights that he had, though, he wasn't successful in all of them previous prior to fighting this this one heavyweight at the end who did still win the, the fight. But he was fighting because he wanted to prove that he was not a mistake. Instead of fighting the fact that he could succeed, and he could achieve, and he could still be—he's still great in who he is—even though he was born out of, he was a product out of an affair. He was fighting. The, I would, I would say the wrong thing, and so it made, a, made it made me look at us as as individuals how we fight. A lot of times the, we're fighting the wrong people. We're fighting the wrong things. You're, are you fighting to prove that you're not a mistake, or are you fighting to to prove that? You can still stand in the very end of it all, of the fights, of your experiences, of of the marital issues, of the financial issues, of the loss of the job, or the loss of family, or the, or, or the just or the, right being born out of being told born out of an affair, or being told that you're never you're no, you're good for nothing, or or being told that you'll never be anything, or or are you fighting? You know. Are you fighting to prove that you were just because you were a product of something or someone that didn't care for you, that neglected you, that you were still meant to be here? Or are you fighting to, are you fighting to believe that you were meant to be here? Are you fighting to believe or, and to understand that you are a success because hopefully you're doing the things different than what you've been taught. But if you're not, that you're still here and you still have an opportunity to do the, you know, to, to be successful in the right way. So What it made me look at was, what are you really fighting? Right? And if you're fighting, if we're fighting the wrong things, that means we're fighting with the wrong tools. We're fighting with the wrong resources and we're fighting a losing battle. Though Creed did not win that first major heavyweight fight because the guy did when he, you know, he was undefeated. And, and yes, he still stood up at the very end with one eye. (laughs) Okay, and I say one eye because his eye, other eye was swollen, even the eye that he did have to see out of he could barely see out of it, but he did not give up, and he continued to fight and to fight to so that at the very end when he knocked the guy out, the guy stood up, the guy walked away with the um with the belt, but creed he was an achievement at that point he achieved more than he probably ever achieved in his life, and he was able to see that man, yeah. Busted and disgusted and beat up. I'm still, I didn't lose the battle. I just lost this particular fight. But I'm still, I'm still a success. I'm not a mistake and I'm not a failure. I'm a winner at the end of the day. So that brings me to fight forward. Um, So, you know, make it relevant. Think about yourself. Think about your losses and your failures and air quote failures that you believe are failures. Um, I would always say it to people and I say to myself, you are a failure when you throw in the towel and you say I'm done. And I give up To the things in this life, okay? You are not a failure when you throw your hands up and say, God, I, res- I surrender. At that moment, you are a winner because now you're you're gonna submit to God's will and God's way, right? So two different types. You're not a failure when you when you say, God, I surrender. You are a failure when you say, I'm throwing the towel and I'm giving up on life. That's failing. You gotta take that towel back, say, uh, I'm renting that, let me take my towel back. It might be a little dirty, I'm gonna go ahead and wash it. Okay. But at the end of the day, I'm not, I'm not giving, I'm not giving up. I might be stagnant for a moment. I might be stuck for a moment. I might be standing still for a moment. That does not mean that you are a failure. That doesn't mean that you have failed. That just means right now you need a moment to regroup and reconnect. If you got disconnected from the, from the right people, from the right one, which is your, you know, God, the father. So with that, That's where the igniting came, the encouragement came like, man, I got, we got to fight this thing out. So I got three scriptures for you and you don't really need to have your Bibles, but you know, I would, I would encourage you to look them up and I would encourage you to read the whole entire chapter so you could get the gist and kind of get some context of what was being said in in these scriptures. But the first scripture is first Timothy chapter six, verse 11, verse 12 and verse 14. and And it says, but thou, O man of God, follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness, fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, that thou keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable, until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. So what is that saying? Follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness, fight the good fight of faith. Faith in God, trusting that you can fight with righteousness and godliness and faith and love and patience and meekness faith in god trusting god that his word is true that if he says to fight it this way if he says to fight with true love and if you don't know the meaning of true love please look at first corinthians chapter 13 it will it will detail what true love really is um fighting with meekness that doesn't mean that you're weak right that means that it's okay you don't have to fight with loud thunderous and voices and you don't have to fight with fire coming out your mouth i'm talking to myself as well so you know don't think that i'm judging anybody but I'm, this is real life you don't have to fight with you know, put your dukes up all the time no 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 no, no. actually not, none of the time really if you're following god's word fight it with godliness fight it with righteousness right you know the right way god's way god's words right peace and patience um self-control all of that is is wrapped up in that so fight The fights that you have with faith in God, that what his word says is true. You trust him above and beyond everyone else and anything else and any other doctrines that you trust God's word and you're fighting the good fight of faith, the good fight. It's a good fight when you fight it with God's words and God's will and God's way. Okay. So that's the first one. And I've used King James and Amplify because I like some of the words in King. I like, King. I love King James, but I like some of the words with the Amplify because it, um, because of different, you know, words. So, um, anyway, that was the first one. First Timothy chapter six, verse 11, verse 12 and verse 14. And I, again, I encourage you to read all of first Timothy six. So you can understand what Paul was saying, you know, to Timothy and so forth. The second scripture I have for you is, um, Philippians chapter three, verse 13 through 14. And it says, I do not consider that I've captured and made it my own, but forgetting what lies behind and reaching forth or reaching forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the mark or I press on toward the goal for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So Paul, you know, Paul was a hebrew paul was a pharisee paul was a murderer paul did everything that his doctrine of what he believed was supposed to be he killed christians he he persecuted them and so forth when he gave his life to christ right he turned over a new leaf and he began to walk out what god had commissioned him to do and what paul was saying in this one was i have i don't consider that i've captured and made it my own you know i'm forgetting what lies behind me all the things yes he made amends for that all the things that he did back then that didn't do anything and then save him it didn't do anything beyond what he was supposed to do what god has called him to do right so he's he's his thing was i'm forgetting what lies behind and i'm reaching forth i'm reaching forward to what lies ahead of me um i'm pressing i'm pressing on toward the mark for the prize of the high calling, I'm pressing on toward, I'm looking ahead of me, I'm focusing on Christ, I'm focusing on God's word, God's will, God's way, I'm focusing forward, I'm not, I'm not looking for what lies behind me and all the things that I did and thought that that brought any salvation to anything or anyone, it did not though God still you know it didn't matter yes God still said I have something for him to do and he's called him to be here regardless of the things that he did the mistakes that you know the decisions he's made same as the decisions that we make and the mistakes that we make doesn't mean that we failed that means that was a journey that we were on but when you when you know that you know I've turned over a new leaf and I've given my heart and my life to Christ. I've made some really bad decisions. I made amends for them. Then look ahead of you. Don't look behind you. Don't look at the things that you did and think. Oh, I consider that it was all me. Absolutely not. Or I consider that what I did, you know, he was circumcised. Every he dotted every I and crossed every T basically. And what? And, and dot, dot, dot. And what does that mean? Not a thing, because where he was after the fact was God took him around and did a lot of things with paul and he 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 wrote several of our books, and he was persecuted himself and he had he struggled and he had tribulation, but all the all for the prize of the high calling, and what that is we we may never know until we get to heaven, but the point is move forward, so you fight the good fight of faith, you fight the good fight with god's with godliness and righteousness and and you got all of that right. But then you move forward with it. Don't let don't let the words of individuals that want to keep you stuck and keep you bound back in the in back there, back where you were, if you know that you've kind of moved forward in your life. Don't let that stuff get you to turn around and look back, because if you're looking back, that's what you can get shot in the back. When you're looking back, you can get you can turn into salt. I'm using that from the Bible, Ananias and Sapphira. If you haven't read that, please do. When you're looking back, you're losing your way. If you look back to see where you were in the past and where you have come from, from the past to the present and what you're looking forward to the future, absolutely positively remember where you came from. Don't forget those things, but certainly do not stay stuck there. What you were called, if you're not being called anything, if you're being called anything outside of what God calls you, you don't got to stay there. But also don't call somebody else out of their name either, right? You gotta you, you have to treat people like you want to be treated. Don't matter if they don't treat you the way you want to, you do the right thing, you do the righteous thing, you do the golly thing, and you treat people like you want to be treated. You're sowing those types of seeds, you're moving forward in your life, go for it. Okay? But when you when you've done wrong, make amends for it and move forward. Look focus ahead, not behind. Um, but fight that fight with faith and righteousness. Let me just make this point about righteousness. You're not righteous because you do right things. Because when you do wrong things, and you're unrighteous, right? When God sent His Son to die on the cross for our sins and shed that blood, we're we're made righteous because of Jesus's blood. That does not mean that you still go around doing things are, that are evil and that are hateful and that are mean and ugly. That doesn't mean that you do that and be like, oh, I'm still righteous. Yeah, you're righteous in that in the sense of that Christ, you believe in Jesus and you are saved and you're righteous, but trust your actions will still have consequences that you do not want. So don't, I say that to say, don't get it twisted. Still got to do right. Okay. So that was your first, you know, so that was Philippians three, chapter 13 through 14. Okay. And then, um, the last one, the last scripture I have for you is, um, Ephesians chapter six, 10 through 11, 13 through 18. You got fighting forward. We're fighting the good fight of faith. We're moving forward with, with God and his word. But how do we do that? How are you supposed to fight forward? Um, I'll tell you. Ephesians chapter six says, this is awesome. Oh, I lost my space. It was Okay, Ephesians chapter six, and some of you know where I'm going with this. Some of you may not. The armor of God. Okay, that's how you pursuant to Ephesians chapter six is how you fight forward. It says, um, in conclusion, here I am, chapter six, verse 10. In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Draw your strength from him. Put on God's whole armor, right? That you may be able to successfully stand up against the strategies and the deceits of the devil. Verse 13. Therefore, put on God's complete armor, complete, not incomplete, complete armor, that you may be able to resist and stand your ground on the evil day. And having done all to stand. Stand therefore, listen to this, having tightened the belt, of truth around your loins or your waist and having put on the breastplate of integrity righteousness um and of moral rectitude and right standing with god i'll read that again it says stand therefore that's verse 14 having tightened the belt of truth around your loins and having put on the breastplate of integrity and of moral rectitude and right standing with god verse 15 and having shod your feet in preparation of the gospel of peace lift up Verse 16, lift up over all the shield of saving faith upon which you can quench all the flaming missiles of the wicked one. Verse 17, and take in the helmet of salvation and the sword that the spirit wields, which is the word of God. Last verse 18, pray at all times, right? In the spirit with all prayer and entreaty and supplication. To that end, keep alert and watch with strong purpose and perseverance, interceding in behalf of all the saints. Okay. Okay which is god's consecrated people so <laughs> that was a lot i know and so i say with that um and i'm i say with that that was a lot of information so what i did was i pulled out every part of the armor so we'll know what we need to be doing on a daily basis to do and i'm trying to talk over this man he's working so hard in the park god bless him um every part of your armor sh- what we should have on a daily basis is so important to have. You cannot, it cannot be incomplete. If one piece of the armor falls off, then you put it back on. Okay. This is very simple. You just put it back on. Okay. You ready guys? All right, here we go. So, and in, in thinking about Creed, right, when I, was doing, when I was writing this down, I was thinking of it just like a boxer, just like a fighter, okay? I'm making it relevant to where we are in 2019 with the pieces of the armor, okay? So the first part is truth. Have your belt of truth. So when you put your belt on in the morning, you got your belt of truth on. OK, the truth of the matter is that you are not a failure, that you're not a mistake. OK, the truth of the matter is that you are going to bump your head. You're going to fall down, but you can't get back up. OK, you're going to get knocked out, but you can't get back up with that swollen eye and that little itty bitty, you know, like, let's say like 20, 50 vision. All right. You could still get up. The truth is that God died on the cross. Excuse me, that God sent his son, Jesus, to die on the cross for you. OK, so we can have eternal life on Earth. We could we can walk through life with his word and his way and fighting the good fight of faith the way he has designed for it to be fought and that you could still succeed and even when you don't get the results that you want the truth is that God's got your back beyond anyone and anything else the truth is that he's got your back better than you have that we have our own backs I'm not gonna say you but we have our own backs the truth is OK, that the devil is the father of lies and that he's going to speak to you every single day because he's trying to get you off your track. The truth is that when you look at behind you, you're not going to be able to see what's ahead of you. OK, and sometimes even when you don't see what's ahead of you, the fact of the matter is, if you've given God, if you if you allowed God, um, your heart, your whole heart. Right. And you are part of the kingdom of God that you don't have nothing to worry about. Truthfully speaking, the truth is that God loves you more than anything. That he sent his son to die on a cross for you. The truth is that Jesus intercedes on your behalf every single day. And my behalf every single day. And the truth is that he wants the best for you. The truth is that we're still going to have trials and tribulations. But God. The truth is that the struggle is definitely real. Okay. But that does not change how, how, how much greater and bigger and more sovereign God is. Abo- um, above and beyond the struggle. The truth is that you, everybody doesn't struggle. The truth is that there are a lot of people in this world. You including but I haven't, that must, that could be blessed and, and, and favored and, you know, tangibly and intangibly. We all are, but there are some people that are not really like struggling, but that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. The truth is that doesn't make you bad. It doesn't make you, it doesn't make you anything. It makes you something when you're prideful with it. It makes you something when you're conceited. It makes you look kind of nasty when you're convinced that you're, that you're conceited, <laughs> that you're prideful. But the truth is that God loves you more than anything. So the truth is that when you walk out of a store with something that you didn't pay for, that that's thieving and that you need to turn around with that belt of truth, go back in there and say, listen, you know what? Um, I'm going to go ahead and pay for this because I didn't, I didn't know I, didn't, I took it out um, or I didn't know I took it out and I have to turn around and I have to pay for it because the truth is that I don't want to be a liar. I don't want to be a thief. Even if I've thieved and lied before, I don't have to be that. That's just something that I have done. I don't have to be named that. That's not what God calls me, right? OK, that's the truth. OK, the truth is that your nurture on unf- our nurture has unfortunately superseded our nature that God has called us. And when he created us, our nature and our nurture are completely different. Your environment, and your upbringing has has nurtured you and taught you how to do things and be things that God never called or intended for you to be. But that's OK, because the truth is, but God, but he sent his son. OK, so that's your belt of truth. And, and, and some more where that came from. Now you have your breastplate of righteousness or like I I put down my bulletproof vest of righteousness. So right standing with God. I'm giving my life to Christ. Right standing with God. I'm going to be covered in, in, in um, Jesus's blood. Right. I'm going to learn what God's way is, what his will is for us. And I'm going to do and not everything in my power, but I'm going to ask god and the holy spirit for help to be able to to do those things right to be able to love people the way god wants me to love to be able to walk with godliness and righteousness and patience and peace if i'm not a person of peace and i'm not i'm not the peacemaker that i need to be but i want to be a peacemaker so i have to every single day lot lord help my mouth right slap my mouth shut Help me to remember that I don't always have to be the troublemaker, that I don't always have to respond. I want to have right standing with you. I already have right standing because I've given my life to you, Lord, but I want my my bulletproof vest of righteousness to take control when it needs to take control, when it needs to kind of light up like some of these, um, think about it like these little cartoon characters like Power Rangers or um, there's so many others nowadays, um, like Inside Out when they all had to work together before, you know that little girl's brain was functioning again. You can't do this alone. Never. Please don't mistake that. Some, excuse me, sometimes different parts of our armor. It all works together. All of it works together. That's why it has to be completely put on completely. But there are moments when righteousness is going to take over and say, well, wait a minute. And your truth is going to take over. Wait a minute. But all of them are lit up together. Okay. So get your bulletproof vest of righteousness. That's your second piece of armor. Your third piece of armor is your, are your, you know, your, your feet shod, as it says in the Bible, your feet shod with the preparation of peace. I put down boots, you know, your boots, your sandals, your shoes, whatever you, however you want to say it. But I put boots of peace. So I got my boots like I'm like almost like I'm in the army. Right. So you put your boots of peace on peace. There's nothing wrong with peace. Peace is beautiful. This is why I'm sitting in the park. There are no like there are two cars around where I am, but they're doing other things. I'm here by, you know, like. Feeling the breeze coming through, it's just a peaceful moment. Like, God has gifted us with peace. There's nothing like the perfect peace of God. Okay? Nothing wrong with it. And sometimes, because you have a lot of noise, noise can be debilitating. You know what I'm saying? You always got noise around you. Get away. I grew up in noise. Noise is always around me. So, and I'm not a peacemaker. I'm not, that's not my nurture. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Not my nurture. My nature is peace because that's what God, God created us. But my nurture has always been troublemaking or loud or whatever so put those boots of peace on and there are times you just straight up be peacemaker that doesn't make you a punk that doesn't make you weak that's the lie of the enemy absolutely not seriously peace is good (laughs) Peace is so good. And some of you guys can attest to that. Like, there's nothing like peace. For you, peace might be a beautiful spring day with your feet cocked up on a a hammock or or a a chair, you know, sipping some lemonade. Some of you sipping some gin and juice. Hopefully not gin and juice, seriously speaking. But if that's your thing, no judgment here. Like, kind of, you know, do your thing. Wine. You know, what am I, what can I say? I don't have a heaven to hell to put you in. But some of your peace is, we all have our different ways of peace. Some peace, sometimes we we'll sitting around listening to music, you know what I'm saying? Or whatever the case might be. So when you think about how you, how your, your peaceful, what peace brings you and where you are when you have that peace in a situation that requires peace, guess what? Why don't you go ahead and apply that peace, apply peace in a situation. Sometimes you don't have to say anything. Sometimes you just got to be quiet. Peace be unto you. Somebody coming at you eh, in your face, okay. God bless you. You know what I mean? I have nothing to say to that. And so, some might be like, Yeah, you know, I got them, I got them, right? I made them shut up. No, you didn't because I didn't stoop to your low level. Matter of fact, I want to fight this one forward. I want to fight with the good fight of faith, how my father taught me, what he taught us to do. And I want to move forward. I want to even look back at that. It's okay. God bless you. Have a good day, or peace be unto you, or you know what? Love and peace, like I normally say. And move on. You might have a moment where you bump your head, like I do, honking the horn. And sometimes I'm gonna to talk to my neighbor out my window because it's like you were so disrespectful. What is wrong with you? Wrong, right? I didn't apply peace in that moment. And there's a lot of times that I've said, you know what, Lord, I'm just gonna keep moving forward because I don't have time for I don't have time for that. Not even not today. No one gets to take the peace that you have bought for me. God bought you peace. My goodness. Like he shed his blood, his body, for you to have the peace here on earth to experience it don't let nobody take that peace from you don't don't take it away from yourself to be honest okay moving on so you got your belt of truth you got your bulletproof vest of righteousness you got boots of peace oh my gosh you got your shield of faith or your gloves of faith put on them red gloves like boxing gloves right Faith, trusting God at his word, trusting him, regardless of whether you see it, whether you understand it, whether you comprehend it, it doesn't even matter. You're not going to understand everything. You don't get to control God. You don't get to tell him what to do, how to do it, when to do it. He sent his son. A lot of people have a hard time believing that. I understand. You can't understand. Sometimes people have a hard time like trusting God's word because it doesn't make sense. It is not going to make sense. That's why you, your faith is in him and your confidence is in him as the creator, before we were, he is, was, and he is, he's the, I am that I am right before the earth. There was the earth was void. until so he created it. Yeah. You want to understand all things. You're not going to get all of that. And don't even worry about trying to get all of that. It's, it's none of your business to understand. All you got to do is trust him and trust that his word is true and trust that his word is living and trust that he's a living God and trust that miracles are true and they're real. Yes. There's some things that people call out that shouldn't be. And it is because he's got it, he gets to do what he wants to do. Bottom line, no questions asked as a parent, as an individual. When you tell your children to trust you, when you tell people to trust you and don't ask them more questions, what do you want them to do? You want them to trust you. You don't want them to ask no questions. You just want them to know this is already taken care of faith in god it's already taken care of but you got to do your part you got to love you got to be godly you got to have righteousness you got to do things with his word not by your own not by your own way not by your own word but by your own will because when you're doing that i'm gonna tell you right now that is failure you know why it's failure because you cannot save yourself at the end we cannot save ourselves so don't do it faith in god put your bulletproof vest excuse me your gloves of faith on i believe that god's word is true I believe that God's word is living. I believe him at his word. It doesn't matter what the situation looks like. It is so much easier said than done. But I got to tell you guys, God truly is real. I'm so serious about it. It's not even funny. Okay. Gloves of faith. Trust his word. Do his word. Watch God work. Done. Next, your helmet of salvation or your, or your, I say protective headgear of salvation. Do we truly understand our salvation? I got saved at 16. I didn't know what that meant. Didn't know what it meant. It wasn't, it wasn't explained to me. I just gave my life to Christ and it took years before I truly understood where I am now, the salvation of Jesus, like him going to the cross and dying. I don't, I don't, I don't even think I will ever, as Paul said, if Paul didn't understand the power of his salvation, why would I sitting on in, you know, my car, understand God's power of his, of the salvation that he's bought for us. I un. Limit, You know, I'm limited to what I do understand, but I believe that the Holy Spirit and God can make it more and more plain. And there are a lot of things that I'm not going to understand until I get to that glorious place I've had called heaven and I'm okay with that. But I, I, in this, like your protective headgear of salvation is yes, I get the fact that God went to the cross for me to be able to live, um, an eternal life, but to also enjoy the eternal life here on earth and to share it and to shed it and to share the good news with others that what he did at the cross should never be mistaken, and it should never be, um, um, not also, mis- it should never be mistaken, although we may mistake it because we don't really understand it, but it should not be taken for granted. What he did, when you read from the Old Testament to the New Testament, what he did, I couldn't have been the lamb. You could not have been the lamb. Somebody had to be spotless to come and do it. And I would not have wanted to walk the three years that he had to walk and to die on across the way he and to be treated the way he was treated for me someone who who still bumps their head every day to still sin but be able to call on his name and know that he that he forgives me of my sins like what does that truly mean your protective headgear your helmet of salvation put that armor on and remember so when the enemy comes to speak to you or people come to speak to you and say oh you're not this you're not that whoa 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 the lord died on the cross for me and for you and everybody else in this world you understand to have eternal life to not burn in a living hell (laughs) But to live with him in heaven and even on earth, I have him with me everywhere I go to know that he is with you everywhere you go. It don't matter where you go. He's with you. Yay. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he is still with me. is what David said. Guess what? I feel good. I feel good knowing that I am never alone and he cannot and will not break his promises. So remember that. Okay. So you have your protective headgear of salvation. I'm gonna run through what we have so far. We have your belt of truth, your breastplate or your bulletproof vest of righteousness, your boots of peace, your shield or your gloves of faith, your helmet or your protective headgear of salvation. Now your sword of the, your sword, which is your word of God, your Bible. I put nunchucks. I didn't put knife or whatever. I put nunchucks. I like nunchucks. So my nunchucks of um, my nunchucks, which is my word, which is my Bible, right? Your Bible, your word. The not the Bible itself, what it's wrapped in what's in the the word of God is 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 your is your sword. So when you you know when you take the word and you apply it. So say you have a situation where somebody is I don't know like at your throat, like want to punch you in the neck. You know what I'm saying? And you're like coming at you. You take God's word and say, "Lord, vengeance is not mine," saith the Lord. It is mine. I'm just going to say, thank you, God, for the situation of you protecting me and keeping me. I don't want to fight this person. Lord, you speak to the person and you speak to that person and say, God has not um, called us to fight, right? He's called us to peace. He's called us to love. He's called us to war. When you start to speak God's word, the enemy cannot fight against it. If you fight with the same tools and resources that you've had, kind of like Creed, you fight wrong with the wrong tools you're going to end up on that ground on the concrete picking up your face off the concrete you got to fight it with the good fight of faith with your word with godliness and righteousness and and peace and patience and self-control and love And you got to fight it the way god says to fight it and when you do my god you'll see god perform you know what i'm saying so have your nunchucks take that take that word of god and you know what i'm saying i love kung fu we grew up on Kung Fu too. We grew up on Bruce Lee. So, I mean, you know, the last dragon. <laughs> that's what I grew up on. You got to do it right. You got to do it with the right tools. Okay. Last is prayer. Pray at all times. Guys, you got to pray at all times. Talking to the Lord all the time. I talk to him all day, every day. And, you know, I, I say to him sometimes, like, I know you're getting on, I'm getting on your nerves. I'm talking to you all day. But that's what you want. He's, He's my father. For some of you, he is your father that has that have given him your heart. He's your father. For some of you, he is your creator because you have not allowed him your heart. You haven't allowed him inside of your your heart, your being, your well-being. When you do, you've given him that fatherhood. You've given him the right to be a father and to 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 help and to guide him and to protect you and all of that. You know, so if you haven't given him the chance to do so, you've got nothing to lose the loss is not giving him and trusting him enough that he can come in your heart and your life and do a complete 180 okay so just I would just say if you're at a place in your life where you tried everything and everything else and all all the other stuff that you tried and it has not resulted in anything and and you are still like not unhappy but there's still a void in your life all you gotta do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior and your Savior. And that God did send his son to this earth to die on the cross for your sins. And you are saved. All you got to do is believe it in your heart and confess it with your mouth. That's it. It's not a long, drawn-out prayer. It's not a long, drawn-out process. You will have, you know, everything that God has said his kids will have when, he, when, they, when we believe in Jesus as our Savior. So with that, with the breastplate, praying at all times, pray for your neighbor, pray for yourself, pray for your family, pray for people you don't know, right? You know, um praying at all times, talking to your, to the Lord, communicating, right? Having that intimate moment and sharing and being vulnerable with God, knowing that he's not going to laugh at you, knowing that he, and he might laugh. Sometimes he may laugh, not at you, but at just, you know, we are a really peculiar people. We are very unique. He's designed us to be unique. I really believe that God gets a chuckle out of us. I do. I think that he's very fun. I think he's very, he, I think he's a father. He's serious. I think that he's fun. I think that he, I know that he cares. And I, I just think the best about my father I think the best about everything I think you know he as I'm a mother and I you know and I have a mother and a father and they did what mothers and fathers do and I and I mother my children the way I mother them God fathers us the way that we should be fathered the difference is he doesn't do it the way that we may do it. Some of us may do it. Some of us are loud and, and yell and we scream and we, you know, we whip our kids and all that stuff. Not to say that God doesn't whip us. Of course he chastises. He just does it in a loving way. He does it so different. And the, the more you spend time with him, the more your character will begin to be like him. Praying, talking to him, communicating with him at all time—not sometimes, all time. Even when you're not feeling it, like even when you're feeling, like, ah, I'm really feeling, uh, you know, what I'm saying, like, I'm, I'm feeling like a little like salty right now. Okay, talk it out. Talk it to your father. Don't be disrespectful, but talk to him. Be like, God, you know, right now I'm a little confused, and like, at, I'm ex- confused at like, what you know, what's going on in my life? Like, why is this is happening, and all this good stuff. You know what I'm saying? You know, make sure that God knows your heart. Because he can't speak to you if you don't, you know, he can't speak. Let me take that back. He can do whatever he wants to do. But when you speak to him and you give him that opportunity to be able to come into your heart and, and, and do whatever he wants to do, sometimes he won't talk and respond. And that's okay because he's got, he gets to just put commas and palm commas and palm commas. He don't put periods all the time. Let me tell you, he puts semicolons and he puts commas. <laughs> a lot. Sometimes I feel like, you know, he'll feel like when he wants to put a period at the end of a sentence, fine. But he gets to be God in your life and you allow him that. So pray at all times. So we, that is the end of that. So let's run through our armor. How are you supposed to fight forward? Your belt of truth, your breastplate or your bulletproof vest of righteousness, your boots of peace, your shield or your gloves of faith, your helmet or your protective headgear of salvation and your sword or your nunchucks, um, which is your word and praying at all times. You're not perfect. We're not perfect. But with God, we can do anything. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It is not upon your strength. It is upon the strength of the Lord in your life. And your confidence being in him and your faith being in him, it's it's, li- it's like a life cycle, right? It's a circle of life. Remember that, guys. So... That is everything that I wanted to share, I think. If not, um, God will bring something back later. I hope this encourages you and blesses you. I hope that truly that you just have an awesome rest of the day and the week. I, I hope to be back this week with a new segment in Mission Legal Law in a Nutshell, God's Law, Federal Law, State Law. I have much more, obviously, to say about covenants and contracts. I want to continue that so we can move forward and move onward. Fight forward. Fight the good fight of faith. Looking forward, not behind you and not what you did in the past and not make it right. Not what you did in the past and how you think that you were like high and mighty back then when you were doing what you're doing. Look forward with Christ in your heart and your life. If you have not given your life to Christ, what an opportunity you could do it wherever you are. You don't have to be in a special place. You could do it in your car. You could do it in the park. You could do wherever in the bathroom. It doesn't matter. Give God a chance to be God in your life and you'll see what happens from there. Ciao for now. Love and peace, guys. Speak to you soon. Adios.